Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show with me, your host Suju. And today I have very uh, fun person on the show. Um, you may probably, if you meet her, you will probably say she's a athlete. You know, that's what she does. That's she's a player, uh, which she is, but that's not what she does for a living. Uh, it's not a career path. Uh, what she does is that she's a lawyer, sports lawyer. Make sure that things are in place for probably the athletes that she represents or the work that she does. Pragriti Banka is my guest on the latest episode, and Pragriti, thank you so much from a small meetup mm-hmm. to finally getting you as my guest on the show. See, that's yeah. a, that was a trick. That was actually yeah. the trick, you know, to yeah. get you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, joining in, and uh, hope you are looking forward to as much as I am looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank, thanks so much for having me, Siju. I'm really looking forward to this. fun conversation that i'm sure will lead to some great insights from you as well okay let's let's get on to that yeah uh, you also work uh, currently are working in miraki sports and entertainment agency now when i mentioned to my friends about miraki they like it's the food place right i'm like uh, yes it is a food place but what i'm talking about is not a food place there is a sports and entertainment agency um so take us before you you know we dive into what you do currently uh can you take us through what's you know why where your where do you start kind of a thing and how did you end up probably choosing sports law as something that you said okay this is what i want to do because you still are very close to the sport right you you play you are still active yeah. so i'm sure you also had some kind of playing journey and uh and then probably that translated on to the career path that you took so take us through probably memory lane for you to you know go down and uh, share something from there yeah so uh i come from raukela Uh, in Odisha, uh, the hockey World Cup was recently hosted there, and uh, like right now we know Odisha government is doing really great in sport. But uh, unfortunately, when I was growing up, when I was in school, there wasn't you know those many opportunities for us, especially women. Like we used to see our uh, guy friends, you know, going to play sport. And I come from an all girls convent school, so you know we had dance, drama, all cultural activities. but sport was very non existent and um, when i moved to pune for my law law school uh, is when i was given the entire platform like i used to play badminton as a kid i used to play with my friends every day but uh, college law school uh, symbiosis law school was where i got the opportunity to experiment like i played volleyball that's where i started playing football i started doing athletics so sport for me uh properly came into my life when i was in college so you know uh, you've seen how a kid gets excited when they find something new that was me when i was 18 like sport was very new to me and uh, yeah. yeah that's where i started and i i enjoyed what i was studying in whatever i was studying in college and uh, yeah towards the end i figured that okay law is great you know there are multiple opportunities but where do i see myself fit in best and i spoke to my mentors and uh, you know they actually guided me my professor from college that why don't you look out for sport law sports law is coming up and it's a very niche field and very few people are practicing it in india so you know you also have that advantage especially women so yeah that's where i found out about this field frankly from my college and i'm very glad to have gotten that push and yeah then that's when i interned with miraki this is actually my second stint here so i one of my internships i i decided okay enough of legal internships i work with an agency and yeah that's where i got the side, business side of sport not just law 
and it's interesting like there are so many things to do people think what are the careers in sport it can just you can just be your best player no there are 100 things that are journal there's journalism there's medicine there's marketing there's sponsorship you know there are 100 things to be done and yeah that's that's yeah. all that's when i knew that this is my calling and uh, sooner or later after i get a basic foundation in law i will make the switch and i got that opportunity last year and i just took that leap of faith and i'm here now Great. Uh, also, like you mentioned, you know, you you probably first did internship with uh, Miraki, and now you are on a very on a higher role. So, what did you learn between the internship that you did, and until now that you've backed this role? Right. Um. So when I was interning uh, with Miraki, that time I was uh, helping with talent management and some of content with the retainers. But now when I've come back, I've come back with. my legal experience that i bring in from the past 4 years from litigation so my role description has completely changed like earlier i was just doing content marketing not legal work but right now i'm doing contracts uh, we manage athletes uh, like rahul dravid deepak armakar rohan gopanna so you know we ensure that all their uh, brand contracts are tied and also uh, the other new space that i have gotten into like i used to also think sport is excellence but what i've learned when i've joined here and i've been close to them is sport is much beyond that like how you and i have played sport or been associated with sport we've learned things like teamwork or dealing with losses leadership you know that's a different side that i have gotten personally involved in which we are trying to create awareness about so that's a big change from my internship days to where i am right now Yeah, I'm going to pick your brains on basically how you spent the four years in the middle, right, from your internship to until now. So probably to the, us laypersons or the ones who are out there who are not highly educated like you to understand all these terminologies that you threw at us. So if you can tell us what exactly went down in those four years when you mentioned litigation and you know and how did you spend that and uh, your learnings from there, then first start with like you know breaking down for us what ha- what exactly you did. Yeah. So uh, right after I graduated, I joined a senior advocate in Delhi, and a senior advocate's job day to day was just arguing. Like they had four or five matters in a day across multiple courts. So my job was mostly to assist uh, Mr. Nayar. And the day was like you know, if we had five different matters, and every matter had like a hearing, each petition would be hundred to two hundred pages with documents. and there are five matters like that so he obviously does not have the time to go through everything right so our job was to ensure we create a summary with the relevant documents and he argues from our notes and whatever we brief him like you know this document is important in that it was hectic those were 20 20 we worked 20 hours a day 7 days a week my first day of practice i was told that forget your birthdays forget sundays forget diwali new year if you want to survive in this profession forget vacations mm-hmm. you know yeah. and yeah that was a big uh, challenge to be honest but it's fine that's what i signed up for and uh, yeah it was very hectic sundays were also working because monday we had hearings and that's how it went on for two to two and a half years and i couldn't play like i used to play three sports in college but right after that gone two years just you know walking the only physical activity i did was run around in courts <laughs> with the with the files that's it 
otherwise you're just you know on your desk drafting and it's a lot of reading yeah a lot of screen time as well yeah so that took a toll not just on my physical health but mental health as well yeah because you feel burnout right there is no outlet for you to relax because there's no time and yeah. uh, last year of litigation is uh, i was working in a small chamber with uh, a supreme court advocate and they had a very nice work like our policy you know after 7 pm go home hmm. if you have work do it from home but after 7 offices shut so that's when i started got the opportunity to get back to football and i started playing again and uh, yeah and that's when i realized that okay sport is something i cannot really skip and i moved to sport again but to this is an interesting thing like which i felt in my personal opinion when i was going to court it felt like going for a match you know mm-hmm. uh, you prepare yeah. you go appear against another opponent yeah an opposing team and like a referee there's a judge yeah. they can go like you know which i was side you never know and also no matter how well you perform you can always be outperformed by the other side yeah so that the pre game jitters were very similar to what i felt before a hearing you know and that was the biggest uh, common thing for me in litigation and sport but yeah last one year of uh, playing football while practicing law made me realize how important work life balance is you know right. it's really not healthy yeah to work like that where you're working 7 days a week with no off and uh, it's not very like spoken about in our profession of how the workers are really bad but yeah you have to do what you have to do i'm very happy with my decision of leaving litigation and you know moving to sport because it's fun like if you love what you do you don't feel like you're working hmm now when you spend the time there and you mentioned that you're arguing on cases and stuff did that involve any kind of cases that involve sport or was it like something completely do with civil and all of the other stuff um, no 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 so i was mostly involved in civil and commercial matters okay and uh, yeah sport uh, uh, i was advising an agency independently at that time not meraki mm-hmm. so i was uh, doing their contracts hmm. so that was the experience i got in sport but not through disputes i have watched uh, matters being argued but not personally been involved in one right now uh, yet yeah <laughs> so is that is that a good quality for a lawyer to have or is it a must uh, have quality of you know when you mentioned about and we see courtroom dramas right though it not it may not be as uh, as real as it is but uh, the whole point of arguing and you know getting the right out there so it's 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 called an arguing right you see you're, you're putting your yeah. points forward so is that like personally are lawyers good at arguing that's is that a must have quality or uh, it's just an add on thing it definitely teaches you of not just an argument of how to engage in a conversation like you know if someone's putting their opinion across hear them out yeah. don't interject you'll get your time you'll get your turn to speak right so i think not just lawyers like i i use use that in my personal life as well you know you become a good listener and uh, you don't believe things that are told you like if someone just tells me okay it's raining outside i will not believe it until unless i see it so <laughs> there are things which we learn in our profession which definitely help us personally as well but the key of argument or negotiating putting your point across mm-hmm. definitely helps yeah and that right now when we work with brands we work with clients we work with athletes 
that's when you know we have to ensure we speak up for the athletes we ensure that though their hours are taken care of those their training hours are taken care of and they get the right support so that's where i feel whatever i've learned in my four years of practice in delhi i use that here to mm-hmm. negotiate and advocate yeah yeah and do you remember any particular instance that happened in those four years either it could be one that you know you were on the team where uh, you were listening to disputes and there was a case uh, you were probably helping out or while you were doing your research you mentioned there's a lot of reading involved uh, a lot of papers to be written and stuff so were there anything that you remember closely any funny incident or something that really caught you off guard or maybe a good incident that you um, a memory that you always uh, will probably uh, you remember that you would like to share with us um yeah so i worked on a domestic violence matter in delhi mm-hmm. for uh, one of uh, india's rappers he's pretty famous in bollywood okay and uh, initially like i thought domestic violence i can't be you know working for someone who's hit their wives Yeah. I just can't principles, right? Although in profession we are taught not not to say a brief, no, no to a brief. But in my head, I thought no, no, no. You know, this is not something I would want to do as a person. But of course, I uh, I was naive. I was just two years into practice, and I thought, okay, no, I'm not doing it. But when I went through the evidence, the documents, is when I realized, okay, this there's a good case. You know, everything is not as as, as it seems. And that was the first time I was. closely working with a celebrity who has a great fan following and what we saw was completely different like that's when i realized a stage people on stage and people in real life can be very different mm-hmm. they know how to work the crowd they know what the fans want that's what they are on stage they might not be the same in their personal life mm-hmm. right yeah and working on that matter also gave me a good perspective funny incidents as well um for like how we mentioned we worked 16 20 hours yeah and uh, me and my colleagues we forgot to eat like we were sitting and working from 2 pm with the client and it was 1 am and we didn't realize and we were just drafting because we had to file something the next morning hmm and he asks us that you know don't you guys want to eat something like aren't you guys hungry i haven't seen you eat a single <laughs> yeah fiber and uh, he ordered food for the entire team and you know made sure we are also well fed while we are working mm-hmm. you would not expect that like generally people think oh it's a big client we have to take care of them host them make make sure they have everything but it was the other way around he ensured we were comfortable we was equipped fueled enough to work yeah yeah so yeah that was a big big experience for me to work like that because there's a lot of media coverage around it how to not let that affect you how to be in that position where people will approach you ask you for details you know what's happening did he do it did he not do it what's going on how to stay away from that yeah yeah that that was a great learn that was the biggest learning i've learned great which is helping me right now working with athletes yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's that's exactly i mean i'm glad that we had this conversation of you know trying to take you back uh, in in especially those four years before we start and dive into what you do currently because um you know that's a good segue also and as you mentioned time and again that how those four years shaped you uh made you better at what you do and uh, and that's exactly why you can do what you are doing with miraki at this point right uh, when you mention things like uh, it's not always the fact that you're serving 
uh, you could also be served by them you know the other aspect is uh, you know trying to get your standing for your players you know that's exactly what you do with your clients if if you had to fight a case um so all of these things are also playing out here now when you move to an agency how different it is if there is any difference and uh, what was your first day here like with miraki yeah so if i'm comparing change from litigation to miraki biggest change was i came from a conflicted approach of things like you know when you are working on a case you are always trying to test the other side make it difficult for them but working in an agency we are working with multiple parties and it's a very collaborative effort yeah we are not out to get each other right so that was a big unlearning process for me to you know not not everyone's out to take money off you not everyone's trying to scam you yeah that's how we were in litigation that's how the cases we dealt with but now the transactions i'm working on we work we ensure that the brands also get what they need the athlete also gets what they need so it has to work for everyone so it's a collaborative which helps everyone approach it was very different i'm still learning i think i'm still in the process of unlearning that and relearning what to do apart from that uh, biggest change i feel has been sleep i am able to sleep i think that's a big big change catching up <laughs> on sleep which also affects your productivity like if you don't get enough rest how do you expect your brain to work at its capacity right yeah yeah and um, yeah working with a sport agency like we go play from office weekly you know we have football games badminton games today we are going for a badminton game so it's completely different working in a law firm and working with an agency completely different i hope i'm capturing what you wanted me to answer yeah 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 absolutely i think yeah i mean the biggest difference being that what you just stated out right so now take us through like your day to day work how does it look like at miraki and when you say you closely work with athletes or the brands that you guys support and work closely with uh, how crucial is your role when it comes to there and how has the conversations with these players right i know i'm kind of clubbing too many points in one uh, but you can probably choose which one to which one like according to you will suffice all my questions that i have so you know from from your interactions with your players what have you learned and also do you have you had like a picture that you can frame what's your understanding now with the whole sports system in terms of law where where are we at this point with our athletes or with the brands that we work and uh, you know is it a friendly environment in a in a way that is it something that you, players understand what they are you know putting pen to paper and stuff for like that how is uh, the knowledge wise how are they like um so my day to day here at miraki what uh, so i'm the in house uh, legal uh, resource here i look at contracts not just for my, so i work with a talent management team mm-hmm. and the sports csr advisory yeah or vertical so uh, in addition to athletes contracts that we vet we i also uh, work with digital content team or the experiences team mm-hmm. or the sponsorships team where uh, there are transactions that they are closing right so every every transaction needs a document right and uh, so yeah contracts apart from that uh, communications because we get a lot of incoming briefs we are also doing outreach for our players we yeah. are brands uh, incoming so like for example if an athlete is going for a shoot you know how many hours will they be there for 
who will be covering the costs what if you go beyond the hours yeah how much uh, content can you use for how long you know how much uh, usage rights a lot of ip comes into picture is everything confidential or not so yeah so these things we have to ensure when we're speaking to brands as well from the athlete side apart from that what i do here is uh, we we have been working with uh, this organization called sports and society accelerator mm-hmm. it's a ngo it's a section 8 company which is working in the policy advisory sector okay where uh, we work with government institutions federations and uh, other organizations right to use sport for social change nice like we always think about sport for excellence yeah. but sport for development is a very niche field yeah. in india yeah so sport is a vehicle to use to uplift society like say women empowerment inclusivity livelihood generation so that's where meraki comes in to help uh, ssa create that awareness through our communications and campaigns mm-hmm. so i assist with that and from the csr bit we also work uh, with wellspin group where we are uh, under the wellspin super sports women program we support athletes women athletes uh, existing elite athletes as well and also upcoming athletes where their training and stay equipment everything is supported by the wellspin group so it's not just restricted to legal it's a lot of communications and athlete management client servicing yeah so it's not as monotonous and restricted to just you know doing legal contracts it's a mix of content social media managing people managing accounts mix of that uh what was the second second leg of your question yeah, if i can yeah so the second part of the point was uh, what have you gathered you know from your interaction with the players that you guys represent uh with regards to their knowledge about you know what they are signing into or what they're getting themselves getting themselves into whether it's yeah. regards to a club that they want to sign whether it's about a brand perspective uh so what what are their questions like or you know how have has your rapport and conversations with them been like Honestly if it comes to contracts athletes completely depend on their team mm-hmm. I'll be very frank with you there are it's very rare that you will find an athlete who actually understands what they're signing either their coach or here us, uh, us as managers we will be the ones vetting it for them mm-hmm. so if we talk about legal awareness legal knowledge awareness of athletes it's there's a huge gap yeah right which i think needs to be filled So what we do is you know we ensure that we tell the athletes what they're signing if there's a change in contract from the previous year to this year we ensure we tell them that you know this is what you're signing up for now are you okay with it or not mm-hmm. So questions rarely come from their end yeah it's mostly us updating them right you know few handful have come up with questions okay what about this what about that but legal awareness is really lacking which i think we need to fill in mm-hmm. is where i come in like yeah. we ensure so right now when we tell the athletes that you know we also have a lawyer in our team it brings in another factor for them to trust the entire managing team right we have lawyers yeah. and we have managers who are ensuring their commercials are looked after yeah yeah and do you think there's a responsibility like in agencies uh, in general even the one miraki or all the other agencies who are trying to do good and support the athletes in all these ways right because we want our athletes to focus on one thing which is what they do best on the field and not 
be worried about all of these stuff right. uh but when you mentioned about the lack of awareness i think this is something a common thing when i had an episode with a sports agent in the past even uh with srini another lawyer who we've had i think these are common things that even they've pointed out saying that yeah there is a lack of awareness so do you see a yeah. responsibility for agencies like yours and the others out there to not just come in and fill in the gap for them but also probably uh give them a a, a kind of a not a course wise but also just you know give them some kind of knowledge and some kind of feeling say okay when you get and when you don't have immediate access to us uh you should know basics at least you know where yeah. where you know when to call us you know when to when you call your lawyer uh you kind of realize the, like we call the red flags these days you know identify those red flags uh so do you feel that also an added responsibility for agencies like yours and uh, how far are we you know in giving an input on that bit yeah i feel that is very crucial to what we do as agencies because we try to do that so we have quarterly calls with our athletes where we ask them also for feedback and we have these shows uh, where we consult with them where we teach them not just about law but also how to deal with media how to tackle with such situations because we can't physically be available every time right we are always there but yeah. you know like you mentioned what if we aren't yeah so of course there is a big responsibility that we as their managers agents uh, have to ensure that we you know live up to yeah and that's a big point it's a very good point that you brought up it's not just filling that gap but also aiding them on how to be self sufficient yeah right so we do mention like you know these are the things you should just look out for like you know something like termination or usage rights we mention like just have a look before you sign anything Hmm. like we recently have uh, worked on an assignment where uh, we had to get 60 people to sign some contracts okay mm-hmm. and we were expecting that it will take us at least 3 4 weeks to get everyone's signatures siju you won't believe out of 60 58 people sent the co- signed contract within 15 minutes wow. it's impossible and the only two people who didn't sign the contract were lawyers so you know okay. that just that showed me how this marketing or entertainment industry not just sport in general yeah works people don't realize they're just signing things because they see an opportunity yeah and that's how people get exploited yeah yeah true so it's it's very important to know your rights it's very important to know what to look out for the red flags that you mentioned it's key Hmm. Now, for somebody listening to this episode, right? Uh, for for whether they are an athlete, they're upcoming athletes. When and when is that crucial time for athletes to sign up? Because I think these days, when the young ones are looking up at their idols and you know, their players, uh, the exposure that the upcoming athletes have is extensive, right? Uh, it's all the flashy lifestyle that you see, and you don't you don't get to see the hard work or the effort that all the players have put in. So they're like, okay, at at the youngest age, when an agent or you know an age an agent comes in, and they're like, okay, let me just sign. I want an agent, and the next big thing they want a branded whatever brand association with brands. So for you know what is like a crucial age is there like a category or a criteria that you guys as an agency kind of have when you open players or is it very flexible and open and then you kind of uh, you have a mix of upcoming um, and established frankly, athletes what when we look out for athletes you know when we're scouting shortlisting 
potential athletes that we could maybe sign we always look for a story like you know who's come out of challenges who's gone through barriers and break broken all of them because that's when it's easier like if a brand approaches it's easier to tell like you know one of the archer uh, athletes that we have she used to travel 40 kilometers every day just to train in chatisgarh mm mm-hmm. so these are the stories like we look for and because that's when we feel they need the support they need someone to speak for them create that brand because their their focus is just on the pitch right yeah. but they don't realize how inspirational they are yeah how what their stories can do you can't always have numbers for the impact that they've done for example neera chopra came back with a gold medal yeah you can't really assess the numbers impact but you know you know the motivation it's given to people that okay you can do it yeah. no one else had done it in this sport yeah so uh, frankly i think age wise it's that's it's tough to put a bracket yeah but when you are moving on from just teens to an adult mm-hmm. that's where i think you should trust someone find someone who you believe has your best interests right and just does not look at it just as a commercial transaction but who believes in your growth as an athlete yeah, yeah. right so that's something to look out for because you will also always find people who will try to exploit you you know for your brand image that i'll get you this i'll get you sponsorships i'll get you that yeah but no you also have to think what are their interests what are they trying to do here yeah it's not just getting money it's what name are you building for yourself what associations you're having so that's that's key you know wherever you sign which with, with uh, whichever agency understand the vision that they have for you mm-hmm. it can't just be money yeah right so that that's something which we believe in whenever we speak to an athlete we tell them our plan what we want to do next one year two years three years and then if they align with what you know we feel it's Yeah, just like you know, you kind of shared with us the anecdotes from the four years that you spent in litigation. Now I would like to pick your brains in you know the years that you spent now that you spend time with uh, speaking to players, different organizations, and not just athletes that you have. You have different uh, set of uh, group of companies or organizations, and also certain IPs that you guys have already formed. Uh, so, what has you know the journey or conversations that anything that you would like to highlight that kind of remember that you remember? funny not so funny something that took you uh, by surprise anything that you would like to share so this was a very funny and ironic in a way incident that i would like to talk about so this was uh, an an appearance that one of our athletes was called mm-hmm. and they were basically trying to show the brand was trying to show how now they're very inclusive and uh, they respect persons with disabilities right that's how that's what they were trying to show through that event and one of our athletes was invited and uh, one of our para athletes yeah so meraki is the first agency to commercially represent para athletes in india so i was i was in this was in delhi and i was also there so i went as their manager and i was just into meraki so you know how do you think of a player manager agent you went full suited up formal yes. right <laughs> so i'm very excited i walk in and uh, i see that they've built a stage 
where our athletes supposed to come up on the panel mm-hmm. and there's no ramp yeah so the fun that that's the irony right you're trying to show you're very inclusive that's why you've done all of this but if you think about it there's no empathy right you're, you've invited someone you've invited an athlete you've done your research may most basic thing you know put a ramp yeah yeah so i asked that how do you plan to get the athlete on stage and uh, they said uh, they they said give us some time and they asked if they can manually move from the wheelchair to the chair hmm and i said nothing doing yeah. not happening i don't care if the event gets delayed by an hour you are not lifting the athlete yeah, yeah. so the press conference and there was a lot of media already wait like seated out there so i told them that you know if you really do this so you want the media to capture what you're doing yeah. you know so it delayed the event within by an hour they fixed it in front of everyone all guests arrived but yeah that was a great learning for me also now as a manager to ensure when we go mm. for these events we check these yeah. things we always do you know and sometimes it's also understood like this will be there you don't yeah. Yeah. think they would not do it so that's that was funny and ironical in, the, in its way that you know how sometimes people say okay we are very inclusive we support them we support lgbtq we support them but it's all for the social media and brownie points not in reality right yeah i think what you crucially mentioned you know that it's where it's not wrong to think that uh, you know okay this should be taken care of or it doesn't strike you that okay or oh, i should have checked earlier uh, but like you said yes it's a learning and you know you have now a checklist even from your end when you now you know take your athletes irrespective yeah. of uh, what they are but that's actually quite sad that they uh, probably even suggested seeing lifting the athlete i'm like seriously like <laughs> i mean i thought it was a joke but yeah it's like it's so funny but i think no they meant yeah. it exactly uh, but also the fact that they actually made everything they sorted out everything in front of everyone there whether whatever whoever yeah. the guest was i think that's for finally they put athletes first you know they forgot to put it initially yeah. but they made a statement there saying okay you can wait now we are getting some things done because we failed at one point and yeah. now let me just rectify on that so so yeah great pragati thank you so much i know you have a badminton match coming up so i don't want to delay uh, further of your or be the obstacle between your work life balance uh, but thank you so much for uh, doing this i'm sure the listeners had fun i hope it was fun for you and uh, i didn't fumble too much with my questions Same here, same here. I hope I didn't go off topic in between because I tend to ramble. But thanks for having me, Sita. It was a great, great chat. It's always great chatting with you, and I hope to see you soon. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And thank yeah. you so much once again. And uh, yes, from our first meeting in Bangalore to now, uh, this has been fun. I hope we continue to uh, chat online and offline as well. So to all the lovely listeners, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please uh, do follow it with your friends. And if you are an upcoming sports lawyer and you want to. kind of get into this field i think you can reach out to pragati she's pretty cool that way you know i just had to message her can we meet and she said yes and see that's where i get a new guest on my show as well so feel free to reach out to 
her she's available on linkedin uh, instagram so you can you know, slide into dms uh, pragati once again thank you so much for doing this you know i missed all the work yeah. that you had to do and uh, yeah enjoy the badminton game and hope to catch you soon as well thank you thanks thanks siju thanks to the entire team yeah, yeah yeah thank you to all the lovely listeners this was me siju with pragati banka who shared all her journey and all about what she does and what she's doing now to all of you please do follow subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts we are available on all the leading audio platforms and this is me signing off until next time cheers